One of the best feelings you can have is the satisfaction of knowing that you did something great. But what about the missteps along the way? We're all humans and we're all prone to making mistakes, yet many times we frown upon them. I have learned to embrace the mistakes that I've made because I've learned from each and every one of them. And not just that, I've made incredible changes to my life thanks to those mistakes. So in this podcast episode, I'm actually going to be sharing some of my favorite mistakes with you. Welcome, everybody, to the eighth edition of Happy to Fail, the podcast where you and I get to sit down for 20, 30 minutes apiece each and every Monday, and we get to talk about life. We get to talk about mental health challenges, the problems that some people have bigger barriers other than other people, but above everything, we all have the right, we all deserve to live happy, healthy, and productive lives. So in this podcast, I share my lived experience with mental health challenges, not focusing on the problem, focusing on the solution. My name is Juan Velas Court. I am from Puerto Rico and as a proud survivor, as a proud warrior, when it comes to mental health, every single day, every single week, I try my hardest, I try my best to be able to embrace what comes at me because I learn from all of that and that's what led to me working on this podcast episode because as I mentioned in the opening I feel like it is very easy to say great job at the things that we're all awesome with whether it's because we studied it in college university and things like that but what about everything that happens in between it feels like we always highlight our strengths and hide our weaknesses and I'm not saying that we should live our lives based on weaknesses but when you really think about those that's what builds up our resiliency. Those are the things that really go a long way into empowering us. This podcast is a vessel where I share different chapters of my life, but it in no way replaces psychiatric, psychological support. So if you're somebody that, that thinks to themselves, I need help, it's great to listen to somebody, but I need somebody to listen to me, do not be afraid to contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And if you're in Puerto Rico like myself, you can contact AMSCA's 24-7 crisis line known as Línea Paz at 1-800-981-0023. And as I mentioned, this episode is going to be about sharing the things that people usually do not share. And even uh, before we hit the record button here, I was talking with my wife last night, just just asking her, what are some of the things that I've done that I messed up or something like that, but I learned as a result? Because I feel it's really easy to not just forget about these, but you sort of purposely try. It's like when you're watching Men in Black, you know, with Men in Black, they have the little beam light that makes you forget about everything. I feel like that's what happens when you finally overcome something. It's like, oh, that other thing, that other time that I messed up, that never happened. So I did my very best to undo that damage because these things not only help me, but I know that after this podcast episode, you're going to be able to sit down somewhere and think about the mistakes that you've made, that you've made, not the ones that you're going to make, but you're going to ask yourself, what did I learn from that? So let's kick it off right off the bat with maybe the most traumatizing mistake that I made that doesn't have anything to do with my mental health challenges, but my mental health challenges like anxiety definitely made the situation a lot worse. And this actually goes back to around 2009. And it is interesting that, you know, it's been a decade and that year just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. But 
I was obese. This must have been around the month of April or May. And I finally wanted to make a couple of changes. You know, a couple of months afterwards, I did write that list, which you can check out episode four, where I share some of the horrifying uh, things that I wrote on September 9th, 2009. But just before that, I wanted to, to begin working out. I wanted to just begin walking, but staying at home, my instinct was to, to eat, to just gorge on food. And that was not healthy. So I went to take a free uh, exam at this nearby gym. You know, I didn't really know what to expect or what to think. It was one of the few times where I've gone to a place that's not my school, not my psychologist, not my psychiatrist by myself. But I challenged myself. I, I didn't want anybody to go with me, which looking back, that was a really bad idea. But hey, even that was the mistake. And that's not the one that I'm here to share with. So imagine 275 pound Juan who hasn't stretched any muscle other than his mouth when he puts a burger into his mouth. I go to gym, I see all these people with six-pack abs, incredible shape, doesn't matter the age. I'm just like, what am I doing here? And I see this uh, trainer, best shape I've ever seen in person, and he's the one that's going to challenge me and, and wants to see sort of what are my limits to then develop a plan. But up until this point, I haven't signed anything. You know, I'm, I'm poor. I, I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything. I couldn't pay anything. I didn't even tell my mom that I was planning on, you know, on, on getting the training. It was just a matter of, well, it's a free exam. So what's the worst that can happen? Well, turns out many things can happen. He begins doing these uh, exams, squats, push-ups. I can't even do one push-up. There's a point where I actually got dizzy because I forget what these are called, but you know, when you go to steps and you try to do almost like squats, but you're going up and down and you're skipping one of the steps and it is just an exhausting exercise. He, he, had, he had me lift some weights, which I had never done before. And it got to a point where I literally, people, I could not raise either one of my arms at all. They would go up to maybe like shoulder length, but then shoulder height, I should say. And after that, it's just like, why are my arms not moving up? So after about... 30 minutes of just torture, he sits me down in his office, and I'm just sitting there waiting to cry. I just want to leave. My thought process was just tell me what I got to sign. Tell me what I got to do to leave. Honestly, I wasn't even paying attention to a single word that he said. So there's a paper in front of me. It's got some text. And usually when somebody in a place like this hands you that, you should like, I don't know, read that go over the fine print, but as somebody that had never gone through a process like that, guess what? I literally signed, and I remember telling uh, him telling me, oh, you can start tomorrow. I didn't even leave the, the, the gym yet, but I remember I got up until the, the door to leave, and I just stopped, and I began asking myself, Juan, what just happened? You signed something, and I think you just signed up yourself for a year of gym membership, with a personal trainer, and I think it's something like $300 a month. I left the gym on a second, was a, on a second floor, and the moment that I got down to the first floor, I began crying and crying and crying. And I tried to call my mom, and within this, we got to laugh a little bit, I tried calling my mom, but I couldn't because I literally could not raise my arm high enough. I could dial up the phone, but I couldn't put the phone up until my ear. And uh, long story short in this part, so my brother at that point, he knew that I wanted to make some changes in my life and told me, I'll pay it, all I want for you to do 
is to be able to actually go to the gym like, hey, you know, if I'm spending this money, then at least actually make use of that. But even though he had said that, because I wanted to to take control of my life, even though, yeah, I had a trainer, I had a gym membership, it's still a matter of, well, you're the one that's paying that. Like, that's that's exactly the opposite of what I wanted. So for days, not only did I not go to the gym, I began eating more at home. I would not sleep because I was thinking to myself, like, what can I do to pay back my brother? You know, my mother cannot be able to, uh, cannot afford that at that point. I sat down with my psychologist. I told her what happened. And even she said, you know, that trainer kind of took advantage of you. That person actually got sued. Uh, it was about a year later. I did not end up training with that person because of what happened. I found an incredible trainer there. But that other person ended up being fired and was sued by multiple people because that was a common practice. He would just burn everybody out, get them to sign anything that was right up in, you know, in their face, and then that's exactly how he made his money. So that person was, uh, was poopy pants. Yes, I'm not cursing on this podcast, so I feel like that's as far as I can get away with there. But my psychologist told me, hey, your brother's already paying that. You already signed on the dotted line. Make something out of it. So it was about a month after I signed up that I then went uh, with the, the actual trainer that I got. She was an awesome human being. I still even have her on Facebook and things like that. And she did such a great job in motivating me and making sure that I became acquainted because I even told her, like, I didn't go into detail with my anxiety and depression and things like that, but I did tell her that I have never done anything like this where I'm in the public. I mean, I'm triple XL shirt right there. I'm like 44 inch waist. And then here are these incredible, these are like superhero godlike bodies, you know, and then here I am in the very middle of it. And I had to learn like to just walk into the gym, to say hi to people, to be able to be with her. And the fact that not only is she helping me work out, but I'm establishing a connection with her and I would be able to open up. And she would ask me, well, what do you want to do today then? You know, we could go with this route and we could go with that route. And she began to see a lot of progress because I went from not wanting to do any of this because I was panicking to then fully embracing it. And the fact that she would be able to tell me that, Juan, you're doing an incredible job. Like, I am challenging you with things that people have done in months and you're doing them in weeks. But that became my base of operations for not just my physical wellness, but my emotional wellness. And I remember there was this uh, older gentleman. He must have been over 70 years old. I would always look for him as an inspiration because he wasn't just doing the cardio machine. He wasn't just at the treadmill. He was doing stuff that, that was challenging for even the bulkiest of the bulkiest, like the 24-inch pythons, Hulk Hogan-like bodies. Even those people were struggling. Here he was actually just doing great. And I'll never forget it. It must have been around two months after I began. One day he comes over to me and tells me like, dude, you're making some good progress. Like he started cursing and all that, but in like a really fun way. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So here I am looking at everybody else's progress. And my, my biggest fear growing up, and I've talked about this, you know, with the, the learning to love myself episode, it was always people looking at me, but in a negative light. It was people looking at me to laugh at me Yet here was this incredibly inspirational human being telling me, I'm proud of you. 
I'm proud of what you're doing right now because I saw you and these were the things he was telling me. I saw you go in and and now I can tell you bought new clothes and you're definitely shredding off the weight and that's what I needed. That was my wake-up call and looking back, I've always asked myself how different would my life have been had I never committed that mistake? What if I never went to that gym? I honestly don't know the answer to that. And I feel like that happens a lot to any of us, right? Where we messed up, we did something, something great happened. And years down the line, you ask yourself, so how different would my life have been? Like, would I have been able to socialize? Would I have been able to drop that weight? Would I even be alive right now? I, I, I honestly don't know. I'm really glad that I made that mistake and notice how in that process, my brother helped me, my, my mother helped me, my psychologist helped me motivate So it's a matter of combining the mistake with positive influences, with positive resources, because a lot of times there are going to be those people around you that are just going to point the finger directly at your face, say, you you messed up. How could you? What are you going to do? How are you going to solve that? That doesn't motivate anybody, whether you have a mental health problem or not. So we got to transform and focus instead on, on instead of focusing on the negative things, we definitely got to focus on the positive ones. Now, that mistake happened in around 2009. I actually want to bring up one that happened a couple of weeks ago. So I went to the state of Maryland to deliver a couple of workshops related to engaging with youth and young adults, creative advocacy, even this podcast. I had a chance to talk about Happy to Fail with clinical staff, with youth and young adults with lived experience that are providing peer support services. And I really want to thank Deborah Katie and everybody involved because you have no idea how much that meant to me that everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm learning from Puerto Rico, we can just go out to the world and we can motivate and help other people. But something that I love doing whenever I travel is even if I have two hours, I'm going to do my very best to find some food that I would love to experience. I wanted to have some ice cream. I feel like I'm constantly bringing up ice cream in the podcast. And this is not something that I love back in the day. I, I like ice cream, but I, I guess I love it now. Cool stuff. But there was a place, I forget the name now, but I'll, I'll tweet it or something, happy to fail. And they made the ice cream there. And I was already savoring the fact that after listening to a, one of the previous episodes where, where I talked about a warm slice of chocolate cake, I'm like, I want a warm slice of homemade brownies with some homemade ice cream. What can I find? Where can I go? I found the place. I put it on Google Maps, and I forgot how to take public transportation in Maryland, but I began doing it. I realized like, I would take this bus. I would take the D15, for, for an example, and it would start to go the right route, but then it would go right instead of left. So I'm like, okay, so now I got to get off this bus and get to another one. I got in another bus I ended up being even farther than where I originally began. So looking at the map, I even sent a screenshot to my wife, like, how am I farther away from where I originally began to where I want to get? That just does not happen. And I began getting frustrated. And a part of me was like, Juan, you you could just Uber. But no, this is a personal challenge now. I took it personally, and I was going to get to the place with the train, with the bus, and then I was going to Uber back because honestly, after eating so much ice cream, there was no way in hell I was going to be be able to walk back to the hotel. But guess what? I took another bus. Once again, another wrong stop. So I tell myself, okay, let me go to Google Map. Where's the next stop? Where's the nearest one? And I walk towards it. 
And then as I'm walking towards that bus stop, I'm like, wait a minute, that that store looks very familiar. It's been about an hour and I could swear I've walked by here. People, I spent an entire hour getting lost bus by bus and I ended up getting to the exact same bus stop where I originally began. An hour went by, an hour, and I did not get anywhere, but rest assured, I got my ice cream. The question that you may be asking yourself is, Juan, was it worth it? Was that unnecessary experience worth it? First of all, it was absolutely necessary, and the answer is yes, because those are the moments where I test my patience, I test my anxiety, where years ago, even something as simple and funny as trying to get ice cream from a faraway location, I would see that as that's not going to happen. I don't have the time. We can always figure out, even if it's just 30 minutes, we can figure out time for ourselves. We can do those things and we can challenge ourselves. Yes, there are conveniences. I could have totally taken the Uber and it would have made things way easier and faster and maybe better. But then the Uber, I took it on the way back and I definitely fell asleep in the hotel room that night was incredible, and then I felt miserable the day afterwards because I consumed too many carbs, but that's not what we're here to talk about, but I'm going to be doing a future episode focused on other favorite mistakes that I made, but I would love to include you in that process, so please send me an email, juan at happytofail.com, and let me know. You can have it be anonymous, but just share some of your favorite mistakes and what you learn from them because... This is not just about me sharing my experiences. I really do want to get you involved in the podcast. And whether it's anonymous, whether it's with your first name, whether it's with a nickname, I just want to make sure that we can all motivate each other and that we can motivate other people that are out there in the community. But before we conclude this podcast episode, if you like what goes on here, if you want to support, if you want to help out, leave a review, whether it's on Apple Podcast or Stitcher. They both allow you to leave a five-star rating. You can let me know what you think about that. I can definitely post it on the Instagram story because there are a ton of podcasts out there, folks, and the, the competition is rough, but you and I together can really help make a positive change in someone else's life. And in terms of recommended resources, it is once again you. You are your best resource. So my, my personal challenge to you is as follows. Sit down, whether it's on your phone, piece of paper, even Twitter, people. You don't have to be shy. You can tweet at me, happy to fail. Write a top five, the top five favorite mistakes that you've made and what you've learned from them. There's always something that we can learn from our mistakes. So think about that top five, but don't focus on the mistake. Focus on what you learn from it and contemplate. Do I even practice that nowadays? Like, was that so significant that I even practice what I learned back then now? Those things are quite fascinating to look at, but uh, the next episode is going to be titled, But You Look So Well. So many times people see that you know, I work out, I do different things, I do speaking arrangements, that when I talk about anxiety, they're like, eh, come on, let's be real, you, you really don't have that. It's like, yeah, um, I totally do, and that is always out there uh, 24-7. I talked about what it's like to live with depression in one of the previous podcast episodes, so I feel like this is going to be a continuation of that of sorts. So, up until next time, thank you for watching, supporting, subscribing, following, and making a positive change in your life. Take care, and I'll see you on the next episode of Happy to Fail.